Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come join us at 10.30am every Sunday. I'm just going to pray for Peter, um, because he's my husband, I am allowed to, to lay hands on him as we pray. So I'm just going to pray for Peter before he comes um, and speaks to us this morning. Lord, I just thank you that it's clear that you already are here with us this morning. And um, I just thank you for your presence with us. And I just pray now that as Peter comes to speak, that each one of us would have open ears and open hearts and open minds to what it is that he is going to say to us. So just pray for your blessing to be upon him in Jesus' name. Amen. So, I don't know how you're finding church at the moment. Um, It's all been a a little bit different, hasn't it, to what we would expect. I I had a new problem this morning. I wanted to take my jumper off, and to do that, I had to remove a face mask and my headset mic and my glasses to be able to get my jumper off and then put them all back on again. And uh, they got in a proper tangle. And uh, they're not the kind of problems a year ago that any of us would have imagined that we would have had. And I wonder quite how you're finding church at this time. A year ago, the concept of a virtual church was something that, yeah, we knew that some people did it, but it wasn't very common. And of course, now it's the norm and uh, everything has changed. And uh, what we know is that the church is the people, not the building. But the big question is, well, where are the people now? We don't even see them, do we? We we maybe log on to church at home and we just see a picture on the screen, something to sing along to. Now, um, I don't think it's any secret that I I struggle with, with groups of people. Small groups, yeah, I can cope with that. Large groups, yeah, not something that uh, I, I relish. Where um, Pamela, quite the opposite. She loves the crowd. If she's having a party, she wants everyone to come. Her worry is that somebody might be missing or, or not included. On our wedding night, um, we, were, we were leaving uh, the wedding party and Pamela had to go and personally um, say goodbye to all the few hundred people that were in the room. It took a long time, I can tell you. And uh, at church, she's the same. She wants to make sure she's spoken to everybody before she leaves. Where I just keep busy and go and do little jobs because actually that's easier than talking. But during lockdown one, I realized that I was missing hugs. And actually that I was starting to miss conversations, talking, friendship. And I was surprised how much I missed these things because I didn't think that I needed them very much. And then I was really happy as we started to gather back again that actually I could meet with other people. Yes, I had to wear a face mask, but it's a small price to pay to be able to talk to others and spend time with them. And here we are. We find ourselves in lockdown once again. Before this lockdown, I'd I'd already decided what I was going to uh, speak on this morning. And uh, I decided that I was going to still speak from it. And uh, I just want to read from Hebrews. Hebrews 10, 25 says, Let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Don't neglect meeting together. And you probably think that's a bit of an odd thing for me to talk about when 
we're not allowed to meet together. We're not allowed to be in groups of more than two or go into anybody else's home. You're definitely not allowed to meet at church. And so, how do we do that? It says in the Bible, don't, don't stop doing it. But the government have told us we must. So how do we balance those things? I want to just go back a, a couple of verses and uh, start at Hebrews 23. It says, Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect meeting together, as some people have, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. You can choose your friends, can't you? But you can't choose your family. You're stuck with them. And uh, in church, we've got brothers and sisters all over the world, and you can't choose who they are because they're part of your family. It's not like having a friendship group uh, where you can say, oh, well, you're in my group and you're not. You're in my bubble. You're not in my bubble. No, in church, you've got family. And uh, I wonder how you feel about enduring uh, one another's company. Maybe, maybe you feel at this time, logging on to church, it's fantastic. You don't have to endure some of those people. The odd auntie. We all know what the odd auntie is like. And, or, or the wayward cousin. The one that uh, is always a bit on the outside. Or the uncle that you never see. Or the granny. You just want to sit and talk to her all day. All of them need different approaches for you to communicate with them. And, and I don't think it's any different in church life. We've got all these myriad of different people in church. And they all need talking to and communicating with. I don't know how you felt this last couple of weeks. There's been, there's been a lot of pictures on the news of, of families and loved ones who are in nursing homes. And there's, there's families on the outside peering in through the window or there's been uh, pictures of reunions of people or there's I saw one where a wife moved into the nursing home just to be back with her husband and the reunion of them and I wonder how do you keep up with your family maybe you make phone calls maybe you do video calls it was it was fun trying to teach Pamela's mum to do video calls and she'll be watching this probably now because she's, she's now able to do these things. Maybe you Facebook. Maybe you write letters. Seeing our family is really important. We, we arrange our holidays, don't we, around being able to meet with our family. And here we are, sitting at home and almost consuming church. We, we watch and listen to the podcast. We, we watch the live streams and... I think we miss out on so much when we don't seek ways to engage with one another. It says in Proverbs 27, it says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. When we get together, actually, we do each other good. We help focus each other. We help challenge each other. So that actually we can get to know God better. So that we can live differently. It says in Acts 2 
This was as the church were, were just getting together, as they were starting to form themselves into what we now know as church. And it says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, that's being together, to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. That's the model of church that we have. That's what we're supposed to do, is get together, have fellowship. Share together, eat meals together, pray together, challenge one another, look after one another. Going back a few chapters in Hebrews to Hebrews 3, it says, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful or unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold to our original conviction firmly to the very end. As it's been said, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. Encourage one another daily. Share in Christ some real challenges there from the writer of the Hebrews to us. How do we encourage one another daily when we can't be in the same room as each other? How do we share about Christ when we, we can't go and be in the groups that we're normally in? But it finishes up. If you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. There's a challenge there. If you're hearing God, and hopefully you do as you talk to him, as you pray, what are you doing about what he's saying? Who do you need to encourage today? It doesn't say in this passage tomorrow. It says today. What will you share about Christ? What do you hear him saying? What have other people heard him saying for you? And why aren't they telling you? Later in Hebrews, says, Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. It's Hebrews 12. Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. You are the bringer of God's grace. And I don't know whether you feel like that, if you're feeling lonely, sad, bereft. But you are the bringer of God's grace to others. You are the method that God chooses to bring grace to his people. To those who love him, to those who don't even know him yet, you are that method. You bring the grace. But that means you need to do it. There's no such thing as an armchair Christian, much like you can't be an armchair sportsman. You don't get fit sitting. Getting fit is painful and uncomfortable. As I sprained my ankle a couple of weeks ago trying to go out for a run, I say trying, I'm not very good at it, it stopped me running. And so I just have to sit. 
It's amazing how unhealthy you feel when you just sit around. And you need others around you to encourage and motivate you to get off your bottom and go and run the race. It says in 1 Corinthians, do you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. You need to be disciplined in your training. You do it to win a prize that won't fade away for an eternal prize. So run with purpose in every step. Don't just shadow box. That's like watching it on TV, isn't it? Discipline your body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, fear that after preaching to others, you yourself might be disqualified. I am frustrated that I can't run and I have to find alternative ways to exercise. And when I haven't, I felt lower, I felt more tired, I felt less motivated. But Pamela nags me. She says, you can actually do some exercise. There's other ways you can do it. She loves her exercise. She does it daily. I can't promise that I do. But uh, she encourages me to go and do stuff. And you know what? When I exercise, I feel better. And we're encouraged to go and exercise what God has given us and train ourselves. And so I, I ask the question, what is church to you? This morning, I think all the, the words have been about um, how in this difficult time, God is still working and he's working through his church. And I wonder what church is to you. Is it a social club? Is it a place you go? Or is it the people? I ask the question, well, what is church to God? I know that he gave his son for it. And what is the church for Christ? Well, to Christ, the church is his bride, his beloved, his cherished. He's excited about it. He does anything to make the church thrive. Maybe you just sent in an email. We just heard one arrive. It says in Hebrews 2, so we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard, or it may drift away from us. And you know, this is my fear, that actually it becomes comfortable to lie in bed and watch church. It's comfortable to live stream worship on your smart speaker, on your phone, and just listen. And yet, it feels good. But actually, we miss out on the value of what church is. And we miss out on what we are to others in church. So I ask you today, what will you do? How will you meet others? How are you going to encourage others? It might be hard. It might be a bit like training but maybe you'll get more out of it than you expect. As I've learned to run this year, I've I've found that actually running on the flat is really boring, but I love to run in the hills where I can see the creation. I love dodging around the rocks and running fast downhill, fast as I can anyway. Maybe if you're lonely, maybe you need to make the first move. It's easier said than done. Maybe you need to arrange that quiz, get together with another person. Maybe you need to have dinner with someone over Zoom. Maybe you need to go for that walk or the bike ride, just with one other person as we're allowed. 
Maybe you need to find out from someone else, what is it that I can pray for for you? Maybe you need to ask somebody else, how is your walk going with God? And try and encourage them and help sharpen them up. I want to encourage you that actually, even when we can't meet, we can still do what God wants us to do. And I believe he's challenging us today. Really shortly, though, we're going to be able to meet again. And I want to encourage you to meet. That actually, once you can get up on a Sunday morning and go to church, that actually you do that. You don't lie in bed with your cup of coffee and the morning paper and the church on in the background. But actually, you get together with others. I want to encourage you to be there. We've started to have different hubs, different groups meeting because we realize we can't squeeze a hundred and odd people into a small building anymore. Not safely at the moment. And so we've started having other hubs, ones where you can come if you are shielding. We've had another one in Bakewell. And we want to see hubs all over the Peak District. It's been our thing for our church right from the very beginning that we would see fires burning all across the Peak District. And we believe at this time God's actually given us a way of doing that. But actually meeting together in groups where we can worship, where we can pray for one another, all socially distanced obviously. But actually we can still do church. And we believe that as we do that, we're going to see God's kingdom expanding. We're going to see his church expanding. So yes, we probably won't end up with a mega church in Matlock with a thousand people in it. But I don't think that's what God wanted. God wants to see church everywhere. He wants to see us affecting our villages, our communities. He wants to see us gathering and seeing his kingdom come wherever we are. One together, yes, as church, but in our different places. And as we do this, and when we care for each other, we disciple one another, we'll see each other grow, and we'll see the church grow. And I know that's what God wants. Thank you, Peter. That was really, really useful. And um, it's a wonder how we get on, isn't it? We're like chalk and cheese, us too. But that's obviously why we, why we work, um, why we work uh, so well together. But as as Peter was um, was talking, I just want to challenge us all that um, actually this week that we we ask God to put people on our hearts and put people um, in our minds that um, that who who He wants us perhaps to pick up the phone to or meet that person for a socially distanced walk in the park. Because we can still meet together, but just in different ways over this time. So, and if you're feeling lonely, reach out, as Peter says, reach out, pick up that phone. There are people at the other end of the phone. So let's still be family, even in this time of distance. And 